Welcome back to another exciting episode of Three Middle-Aged Dudes Talking Fashion. We have another ugly fashion edition of Dumb Money for you this morning. And no, we're not talking about Crocs or Hey Dudes. Today, two different ugly shoe brands that are on fire right now and the one parent company that we're investing in. First, it's a shoe that is off the charts this quarter. It's a shoe that Newsweek describes as engorged running sneakers that look like dad shoes. And the company's own CEO literally said he doesn't mind being called ugly. He said, quote, I don't mind the ugly monitor. It basically says you're different. It's a little off, but there's something interesting about it. The second shoe was an early 2000s must-have boot that we haven't seen much of for a few years until now. Their popularity has risen to new levels. They're being spotted all over Fashion Week, both in New York and Paris, plus With the early winter blast that just hit the Northeast, we might have an extended boot season. Of course, this particular boot is sold out, but it could lift sales for their other styles, and we think it could lift the stock price too. Today on Dumb Money, what are the shoes, and what is our investing thesis? We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turned $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero-commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Chris found this one, jumped in it with hundreds of thousands of dollars of options. Uh, Jordan, I don't know about you, but I'm still a little hesitant on this one. So Chris, I'm going to give you the honors. Let's get right into it. What are the shoes? What is the stock? Yeah, Dave, um, this is a company that anyone that's been following me knows I've been talking about since the mid-2000s. Probably one of the most talked about companies in my book, Laughing at Wall Street. I've been following it for well over a decade, and I used to trade it every single year. So in many regards, I would say I, I have to be right up there with one of the world's biggest experts on trading, D-E-C-K, um, Decker. Uh, Decker's Outdoor Corporation uh, that primarily and historically has only made one product, uh, Ugg Boots, but over the past decade has expanded uh, into sandals uh, and also recently, um, maybe not that recently, uh, Hoka running shoes. Dave, do you remember, or Jordan, do you remember when Hoka was still a private company and I was talking about them and it was like Decker's CEO wore the running shoe himself and decided yeah, you know to buy about it. No- Hoka is that I still think they are the worst looking shoes on the planet, but runners love them. And lately I've been seeing TikToks where they are kind of this like fashion. Do, people love them. Do, do pe- people love, there's no denying that. Okay. And we're social arb traders. So right off the bat, we have to say to what degree does the market already know about this? And what's, what's crazy is I started researching this trade as a short trade. And here's why. Um, I had seen some data that pointed to this being a warmer than normal fall season. And probably one of my most successful trades over the past decade has been trading deck deckers 
into the fall season purely based on weather patterns in the second, third, and fourth week of October. It's been really successful for me. And when I saw it was going to be a warmer start to the winter here in the U.S., my mind immediately went to Decker's because this is a stock that's held up relatively well. Why is it held up relatively well? Well, pretty much one reason, Hoka. The brand is on fire. I think it accounts for like something close to 50% of the revenue of the company. That's absolutely ridiculous how well Hoka has been doing. Again, Wall Street's fully aware of this. My thought was, if we get off to a warm start to this winter, the UGG brand is in a place right now where I didn't really see them being reinvigorated at this point in time. Warm start to the winter, I knew that they had a lot of inventory. And if you combine a large amount of inventory, because they on their last earnings call, the CEO spoke to the fact that they didn't really know when shipments were going to come in or how delayed shipments were going to be. So compared to last fall and winter, where they were able to pretty much sell out their inventory because they had really restricted inventory, this fall and winter, they have a tremendous amount of UGG boot inventory. So if we got off to a warm start to the fall, I thought, this is going to completely destroy Decker, completely destroy Decker. And I really wanted to watch this data. I was watching this data daily, right? So I'm tracking, I'm checking web traffic. I'm checking obviously Google Trends, which is a little bit less accurate here. Um, I'm going into stores. I'm speaking to store managers. I'm on TikTok. And what I found was totally unexpected. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I stumbled across this archaic brand that I've been tracking forever, and it's having a moment. Not only is it having yeah. a moment, it's like having the, like maybe one of the biggest moments it's had in a few years because of two things. One, they already kind of had some success the last couple seasons with this kind of micro boot. They have the mini boot, and then they have the micro mini boot. They keep making them smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they also have a sandal. That's like a sandal that you can wear in your house or out of your house. It still costs 120 bucks. But basically, those shoes going into this fall, for whatever reason, completely took off on TikTok. And then on top of that, we had some celebrities that started wearing the newest UGG fashion, which is platform soles that they started sticking on these boots, right? Now, the platform sole version of the minis and micros specifically are so hot that you cannot buy them anywhere. They are actually sold out from now or back ordered. The last time I checked, they were back ordered through December 22nd. You, you, you can get the red ones, it looks numb. like, in several sizes. Uh, but the the ones that the celebs are wearing this chestnut color, you can't you just Forget can't it. get. Forget it. And and so the question here is now we have a company. And by the way, what I noticed in the Hoka data that made me nervous, short thinking about shorting Decker, right? Was okay. I knew Hoka was hot, and I know the market knows it's hot. But the data on Hoka that I've seen running through this quarter is the best it's ever been. So not only is Hoka seem to be continuing their traction and popularity, but it seems to be accelerating going into this reporting quarter. So I was like, well, maybe I won't short the company, but I'll still keep track, see how bad the, the UGG sales are gonna be based on this warm fall. Well, regardless of the warm start to fall in early October, 
UG data was through the charts, through the charts, like every yeah. data point through the charts. And of course, you go on TikTok and you see why, right? And it's kind but of a guys, brand that has been dead since 2017, 2018. Like it was the thing dead. to have it, in 2000 and so it just it took off. Yeah, it's it hasn't been dead. It's been surviving. They kind of always have something that's kind of interesting every fall that's kept them alive. But this is kind of the biggest thing that I've seen in a long time that has really reinvigorated the market. Like you'll see if you're on TikTok and you just simply search for um, UGG or UGG Micro or UGG Platform, UGG Platform, right? Uh, for the platform boots, you will see people talking about that they had never bought, like I, they hadn't bought UGGs in 15 years. Like I resisted every year. I can't resist anymore. I must own these things. I absolutely must own them. It's It's wild to see unfold so and it's it's also celebs have been spotted in these shoes and it has it's become a phenomenon and finding these shoes on the store has become a game for people um so dave really important here. um i i think this kind of moving up to thirty thousand foot a couple weeks ago i spoke at traders for a cause in vegas and the topic of my speaking segment was trading tiktok people are like what and and, and I, I told everyone at that conference that i'm more excited today as a social arb trader in, in spite of this stupid volatile market that makes it impossible to trade right at this moment as a social arb trader i'm more excited today about the next five years uh, than i've ever been in the history of my trading and it's because of tiktok it's because of when there, when a trend starts, okay? So like, let's say a celebrity wears one of these platform ups, right? In the past, it was to be determined the degree to which that trend would take off. Does it get covered yeah. in- You needed to wait uh, for People, People Magazine to cover it. You needed right. to wait for a, a, a old school media to cover it. Now it's instant. And anyone who caught it, who happens to be super into watching Fashion Week and saw the, saw the, few pictures and Getty images or whatever, and then tried to buy the shoe. And then it just, it, it kind of the, creates this, Dave, de the, this demand the funnel. Amplification, the amplification, the amplification of virality and trends today is unlike it's ever been in our human history. Yes. Due specifically to TikTok. And again, the TikTok algorithm is not driven by your social network. So when something goes viral, it goes viral wide, okay? So you start seeing it immediately, regardless of with, whether people in your immediate social network are talking about that particular thing. Yeah. And there's so much clarity into the heat of a particular brand or product or trend or cultural shift or behavioral shift in consumers that us as regular investors have full real-time visibility into the movement of these trends. And I saw it with Lululemon. We had a show before earnings. I crushed it. It, it literally saved my entire year, that in Crocs, right? And I'm seeing it again here with this UGG trend on top of the Hoka trend. So what I love is when you have a single product company that has a hot product because there's no guesswork involved of, oh, well, is something else doing bad that they make, right? Is it enough to move the needle? Do you know what's better than a single product company that has a trending product, a company, is a that, company that has two has trending products in two, two different products. categories. Exactly. And they're, 
both hotter than hell. Okay. Yeah. They're well, both me, hotter okay, than hell. So let's take a step back because this is a company that has really embraced the ugly shoe movement. And we've seen ugly, we, obviously we love Crocs and we saw what that did. And we saw the Balenciaga crazy foam mattress platform version of that. Uh, Adidas has their ugly foam runners, the Yeezys. Converse has some like rubber rain boots. But Decker actually has a strategy that every single every single line they have, they specifically give their designers permission to just go crazy. And a small portion of the collection is for risky attempts at trying to find the next big thing that could go viral. It's like literally become a part of their strategy. And they don't they don't have to try to convince stores to carry these crazy one offs. They have their own company stores. They have like 145 company stores where they can test these items so they can just do these experiments and then, you know, mail some to Gigi Hadid. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got yourself a viral sensation and you can hopefully you can ramp up production and, and crank these things out. Dave. Dave, who else has that strategy? It's worked big Crocs. It's right? one of our, our favorite our ugly shoe companies, here. exactly. And so I just think Hold that. Hold on, I that, gotta unplug my. Why halfway through the earplug to stop working? It's the weirdest thing. It's like I the do. old days. We we had like ten minutes of you troubleshooting before we even went on today. It's so freaking annoying, dude. Uh, anyway, but listen, this is super important because the question here. And by the way, we're not financial advisors. This is what's going through our mind as traders right now. This is this is a trade that I made. And do not take this financial advice. Do your own homework, guys. I'm sharing this with you. I wasn't going to share this trade until like a day or two before earnings, which are coming up on October 27th. Yeah, next, but the next market, Thursday. Yeah, but the market, Dave, has been so ridiculous. I started this trade when the stock was, I think, at around 319 is when I got in. And I started getting in heavy at that level. And now I feel guilty not having shared it sooner because the last thing I expected was for this stock to make a move like this, this far ahead of earnings. And I'm yeah. not sure if it has anything well, it's to actually do been making a move since a couple of earnings ago. So it's, you know, it's not just a new phenomenon. But if we look here just at the last uh, month, it has really taken off. Yeah, well, Dave, the last earnings were nothing short of spectacular, okay? But what's crazy about the last earnings call was that the only thing that was spectacular was Hoka. Uggs did not do anything special. In fact, they actually yeah. delivered more unit, more UGG units. Of course, it's different because it's summertime, right? So it's mostly non-boot units. More units, but at a lower price. So they, the UGG revenue went down last quarter because of their sand, some of their sandal revenue went down. Uh, some of the summer UGG lines went down. So this is really interesting because now they have the full horsepower of their winter UGG line moving. Uh, and now you have Hoka into the fall season when it should be dropping off and the data is staining, if not accelerating into the fall, which is just absolutely wild. By the way, Chris, hey, I, I saw you go ahead. It's the same thing I'm seeing with on running. So it's like they're both moving in sync right now, right? It's wild. It's wild. I saw but you tweeted this um, teasing uh, this this trade with a Google Trends chart that looked like this. I'm very curious. What is the term you were searching for that has gone parabolic like that? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think that term was. <laughs> I should probably know. I think it was micro Uggs or mini Uggs, or maybe it was platform Uggs. I don't think it was platform Uggs because they didn't have platform Uggs last year. It shouldn't have trended 
uh, a year ago. So as you actually, I they, to they you did release them last fall. They had a version of platform Uggs. This fall, they've just really taken off. Okay, so may, maybe maybe it was platform Uggs. In which case, really, that graph is not usable because you don't have a proper benchmark, right, um, to judge off of. But I just wanted to kind of show that something you know, it was representative of the thing that was going to be excited about about this yep. brand. But there is, it, there I think is, it might have been platform Uggs because if you look at this, it looks very similar to your chart with just a yeah, little so, more so, detail. Yeah, so 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 Dave, you do have to be aware though. Um, the risk is that all the momentum and all the excitement is around these kind of three or four big skews. There's more than that because there's different colorways and that the traditional Uggs do not benefit from this, right? And now I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that's the risk factor. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think another is- risk factor for me, the reason I haven't jumped in, is because the macro market is just insane and, you know, we have like a couple up days in a row and everyone's like crying. Hey, I think we found the bottom. And then we have like four down days in a row and everyone's like, oh, no, it's going to drop another 20%. Yeah, I mean, that's I the think worst that part, right? Because this market... is part of retail and people are just selling retail hand over fist. Now, this has kind of bucked the retail trend. Um, it has. And, and that's, now, that's the other thing. This stock has held up so well and year to date has beat the S&P 500 uh, it is, it's only down 2.37% year to date, where the S&P is down 22%. So is this stock, does it already have priced into the market, like this move that we're hoping that that this Great most recent Good. quarter does? Well, let's, so, and here's, so one of our, uh, so somebody that's watching, uh, I'm going to try here. Ajay says uh, it's in Barron's, it's pretty much priced in. They put out an article too about this. Yes. Yeah, so... so- so, and they've been talking about this since, like, this This is a company that just keeps coming back up in the news cycle. I kept trying to find current articles, and everything's like 2019, and then they had another, I mean, they, they keep going through these cycles, and I'm just not sure if, yeah, it's a hot stock, it's a hot company. They've, they've you know, if you look at their chart, five-year chart, they are up 400 plus percent. Dave, it, you can't look historically here, right? So... The, the article in Barron's, Jordan, which is like six days ago, was focused mostly on Hoka, okay? So that you can make a case that the Hoka story, listen, like I said, I've been following the Hoka story when they were a private company before they were acquired by by uh, Deckers. But the degree that Hoka's is, Hoka is accelerating into the fall is something that I don't believe is fully um, known or appreciated by the market. Because certainly as an investor in Deckers, it's not something that would be on my radar. Now, obviously you could have funds that are following the data closely um, and see that. But I think that we are going to have an anomaly of a quarter for uh, that running shoe, specifically for Hoka. But Jordan, what I don't think and what I didn't think was fully um, in the stock price 
was this move by Uggs, right? Like the Uggs move is very new. It's been happening over the past few weeks, totally unexpected. Now, is Wall Street and the general investing public for Deckers, are they fully aware of that? Are they watching TikTok? Are they seeing this thing explode on TikTok? Maybe this is the first time they are. They certainly weren't with Lululemon, which is a way bigger stock, right? Two months ago, were they? That was about as obvious as it got. And yet none of them believed in Lululemon going into that quarter, uh, which allowed me to destroy it. I think it was like above a 300% gain on my, I think my biggest trade of the year was Lululemon uh, on a TikTok trade that the market just completely missed. So the timing did they this get one. it right this time? Are they aware of it? I don't know. I can't say for sure if they're aware of it. But when I made this investment a couple weeks ago, when I, when I started getting into the trade, certainly I don't think they were aware of it. Now you can make, we don't know right now, Jordan, if this recent move in Deckers the last couple weeks was due to the market or due to, you know, the Barron's article about Hoka, uh, or is it due to data that people actually are seeing what's happening with Hugs? Yeah, we know I these head funds have receipt data and things like, you know. It's been, well, that, it's, that, that, that's, that's fairly delayed. That, 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 that type of stuff is fairly delayed. It's delayed yeah. by weeks. So I would assume that they'd be getting that data around now to next week. Um, which is part of my trading strategy of wanting to be in this prior question, to earnings. Question. Yeah. Their earnings come out Thursday, the 27th. Um, they're on a weird reporting schedule where this is actually their Q2 2023 earnings. Do we know that it is like the normal Q3 for most companies? Yeah. Is it, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. It'll be, it'll July, be like August, normal, September? It's just how they have their fiscal year label. Okay. So July, August, September is the time period. Right. And July, yeah, August, September, they're not selling a lot of UGG boots. It's really yeah. mid-September when the uh, articles started coming out about celebrities wearing UGG boots, um, elevated platform. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Dave, no, I, no, they are selling. They, they will sell. They are selling a lot of UGG boots uh, during that time period. And not, obviously not as many as October, November. But I think the key storyline here is the company historically has been willing to uh, disclose where they are and where they're moving in the current quarter. So I have faith that if they are having the type of quarter I think they're having, um, that they will discuss that and and whether it will likely be reflected uh, in their uh, guidance. So I'm not concerned that you're not capturing most of this in the quarter uh, because I think the guidance will represent that. And again, the degree that Wall Street knows this or not, I don't know. I can't answer that question. What I do know is I'm willing to take a chance on a company that has two monstrously trending products. Even Are they going to sell it off at earnings? Possibly. I might sell before earnings. I might exit the majority of my position prior to earnings, especially if this stock keeps moving between now and then. So I don't and, know if I would even hold earnings. Yeah, holding through earnings. I mean, you, you're you're sell the news or buy the rumor. But um, well, well, Dave, Tim like Tim Ken one hundred has an interesting point. What if the company has supply chain issues or they lower their guidance? Do you okay? So great question. They don't have supply chain issues uh, based on what I'm seeing because they came, already came out last quarter. And said that they had essentially all the inventory that they needed all arrived early. So they basically shipped out a ton of inventory early uh, for this fall and winter. So they are stacked 
with inventory, okay? Uh, uh, beyond that, they said they would be getting additional shipments throughout the next quarter. And if you just, it's not, it's pretty obvious at this point, product is moving fluidly now from China. Like there are no issues. In fact, like there, is, there are massive movements of product from China. If anything, those prices on shipments have come all the way back down, deflated all the way back down to where they were before the ridiculous uh, inflated um, shipping prices started last year. So I don't have any concerns with logistics when it comes to uh, getting their product Again, based on the last earnings call, I think we have essentially all the product that they're going to sell this season seems to be red hot. Okay. I can't not invest knowing that. There is no way that I could know about a company like Decker's that basically has a two product line, especially in the wintertime, fall and wintertime. Okay. When they're not really selling sandals and these products, by the way, we didn't, I didn't mention earlier the Tasmans. Those are the other ones. They're basically like a slipper that you can wear outside that has a full sole, but those are so hot. In fact, Dave, I think it's really important. They're the ta- yeah, the Taz slippers. This is what those look ta- like. The ta- no, and no, I think these actually look better. Let's pull up a Google Trends chart for Ugg Tasman. Well, just do Ugg Tasman. That's it. Um, and, and just take a look at what that looks like for the past five years. This is a really interesting chart. I don't know if I sent that to you last night, but this chart is really telling. I'm Googling. <laughs> you Googling I'm Googling URL. Google Trends. Hey. I, I, I don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> five, all right. Five-year global. Has okay. Five-year global. Ugg Taz. Uh, you got to spell it right. Huh. Is it T A? Is it Ugg Taz? Yep. No, it's not Ugg Taz. That's not what it is, Dave. It's not what it is. That's what it is on their That's website. That's a different shoe. That's a different. That shoe's doing great. That shoe's that's doing the, great. As we well, can that see, look, right? that one's but, doing pretty well. But that's not the shoe. It, it, it's the Ugg Taz Men's T A Z Z M A N T A S. I think it's T A Z Z on their website. Okay. This is it. No, no, it's not. There's a two different shoes. T-A-S. Oh, here's Tasman's is a category. Tasman's is T-A-S-M-A-N. a... T-A-S-M-A-N. Yeah. Okay, well, this this is not the one that I saw people talking about on TikTok, but we can... Yeah, this is it. It looks the same to me. That's the one I want you to pull. Okay. Well, that one is just not searched for at all. No, Dave, you typed it in wrong, dude. I copied it right off their website. No. That's literally what it says. You typed in the wrong. It, 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 it go back to Google Trends. Okay, here I am on UG. That is the spelling of the word, correct? And I'm copying and I'm pasting UG Tasman. I told you. That's Tasmana. not it. That's not good. <laughs> the, the, that's not even the term that we want. The term is this Taz shoe. That that's the twelve month chart, and here's the five year chart because they probably didn't even exist until they yeah, introduced them. Cool. I'm guessing October of twenty one, and now they're. Uh, at a hundred percent. Um, sorry, I'm getting. I'm. I'm obviously utterly confused. I'm getting you wrong. <laughs> the wrong. In the meantime, let's uh, let's look at some um, some of the comments. Carlo is saying Deck has insane return on capital, thirty percent almost every year. He says, um, and Eric is saying that uh, earnings are only estimated to be October twenty seventh. I actually confirmed on the website uh, on their yeah. website that it yeah, is scheduled for the twenty seventh. Yeah, at yeah. one thirty, one thirty p.m. Pacific time, which is that the market? Is that when the market closes? Four thirty Pacific time. Yeah, that's four thirty. Okay, yeah, my math skills. Um, Chris missed okay, us Dave, so much. Dave, 
we have Google yes. Trends figured out. It's TAS men without the S at the end. I'm sorry. So if we can pull that up, I think this is, <clears throat> but make sure it's global. Okay. Yeah, worldwide. Okay. Yeah. So, so there, there you go. And you could just see the growth and the explosion of the shoe. And what's so spectacular about that chart that's going to blow your mind right now is, Dave, I want you to go to the last, to, to, to the second to last bump from last year. See when it peaked. Look at where it was on today's date of mid-October, October 17th to 23rd. Yeah, it barely even moved. October. Look at that. Could you yeah. believe it? Guys. It's at Guys, a nine. Look at where we are now and look at where we were a year ago. A year ago, we were that's... at a nine. They made it up to 50. Today, we're at 100. <laughs> that's insanity. Insanity. Okay. That's the chart right there. And I'm those. Just, I'm that, just wondering that... if, if people had enough time to buy all this stuff in the, in the past. Uh, because this, this quarter ended September, mid September, I'm guessing. Dave, it, Dave, it doesn't matter. Like, so like I said, it, it's not about it's not about what they they're going to have a great quarter. It's not about the quarter. It's about what they're seeing right now reflected in their guidance. Which again, Decker's does tend to reflect guidance in their earnings calls and talk about the current quarter. They talk about what's happening, uh, how they kind of see that the rest of the year. I feel the company has been a little bit conservative. Uh, they have a super hot product on their hand with Hoka. And then they have this monster legacy brand in UGG that they know can completely screw up everything, right? Because there's so much inventory of UGG circulating around the world. And if it's a super warm winter and people are not buying UGG, I have been there for a couple of the big dumps over the past 13, 14 years when Uggs didn't sell and they had to discount them going into November. And let me tell you, that is enough to wreck the stock. So if you're management at Decker's, you're being really careful mid-summer when you give out that earnings report to get too aggressive talking about the fall quarter before you have insight into whether these Uggs are starting to move or not, okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. I know how this stock behaves on a week-to-week -week basis. I know what has moved it every single fall and winter. I have lived it. I have made so much money and lost so much money on this stock over the past 15 years trading it that I really feel I have a sense, but I'm still not a financial advisor. I'm just taking my own risk, my own money here. And for me, the risk-reward is worth it, Jordan, even in this volatile market. But for someone that does their own research and comes to the same conclusion that I came to on Decker's, Jordan, but doesn't want to take the market risk. They just don't, because what happens if the market comes down 10, 12% between now and earnings? That is very possible, very possible, right? Jordan, what do you recommend they do? Because I know you have the answer. I'm not recommending like, anybody do anything because I'm not. Right, a what would you advisor. recommend? I don't know your what risk would you do? I don't know your investment project. Uh, right. you know, your investment. But what are you doing, Jordan? Jordan but what would you do if you wanted to hedge? Hedge if you want to go long on Decker's into earnings, yeah. you personally. Right, but you so, didn't feel comfortable um, with the market. Well, I'll tell you what I've done so far. So I I bought some options on Friday um, after you told me about it, just because it was it was red, and so I'm like, yeah, I'll buy some options on this. And then on Monday, they, it was green. I was up 30% in the options, so I sold them, right? And so oh, no! I'm going to trade around this position. Um, but let's say that I, if I were to buy actual equity in it, I would balance it out by being short. Um, okay. Just being yeah. short retail. 
Uh, I think and that's Chris. a decent way to do it. Um, you know, or you could find some other retail retailer that you hate and them against. That's you know, too risky, decade. Jordan. Because that retail. I mean, I, I think I think shorting the retail ETF is kind of a smart move for someone like me. That if I if I didn't feel comfortable with the market, I, I happen to be shorting the entire market, right? Yeah. So like, I already have a hedge on. It's like it's down to like fifty or sixty percent of my long position. So I'm not fully hedged, but I'm hedged enough to where if the market takes a huge dump, I'm kind of comfortable with the amount of money I'll lose in that scenario. Now that said. I have a fairly large size options, long options position that's in the money. By the way, I want to be clear. I don't, I'm not, this is not an out of the money position. It's in the money. So it's not super levered. Um, and I would like to see Deckers come down between now and next week. Because I, I actually think I would like to get in this trade a little bit heavier yeah. prior to earnings. I'm not so sure I would do it if it stayed at this level because it seems like the market is kind of hyped right now. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see it come down personally because I have faith that the data is going to be really good when they report next week. Now, I'm not 100% sure, right? There's no such thing as a sure thing, but it's a high conviction trade for me minus the market, okay? So I have, if you take the market out of this, let's just say we have an even market for the next week and a half, right? Week until, week and a half until earnings. It's next week, right? That's not going to happen. Let's just say that was the case. Uh If that was the case, this is a high conviction trade for me. I'm making it clear. It is. I'll stand Whoa, by. And if, high conviction. And if, and, if, and, if, and if Deckers comes out next Thursday and disappoints on earnings and disappoints on guidance, I'll say I'm wrong, right? I'll say I, I missed on a high conviction trade. Now, I can't control what the market's going to do with that earnings report, but I feel pretty comfortable that Deckers is going to beat and raise. Um, I felt pretty comfortable that on running was going to beat and raise. They did. The stock went up, but then came down a lot with the market after that, right? So that's just something that we have to live with as social arb traders. I learned my lesson on Lululemon. I was really confident. Did I say that was a high conviction at Lulu? I think I did, right? High conviction, medium to high. I think I called it high conviction. I, I don't remember. But Lululemon popped on earnings. They beat and raised. And I got the hell out of there, man. I was I sold out within three hours. I don't know that I'll I I might be out of this stock before earnings. I don't know. Well, um, and just uh, I I give Jordan a lot of credit. If I had been up thirty percent on a trade over the weekend, I would have been out too. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to disclose something to you. Do not repeat, okay? Um, you, hey, wait, time out. We're on the internet right now. You realize that, right? I, I, <laughs> just between us. Nobody, nobody go disclose this to my daughter. Okay, she's at school, so she's not listening. Um, I I took the majority of her brokerage account, and I sold most of her stocks, and I bought her one UG call. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I, I this wanted to is, isn't this her, her own self-guided account that she decides the trades on? You literally took over her account. I 
listen, like, do you know that when you have a full service broker that legally they're allowed to do that? I'm thinking it's the same thing. Technically, she gets to choose what stock she wants to buy. But as her full service broker, I'm legally, I can ask for forgiveness later. Like, I'm you literally it. are not only her fiduciary, you are her paycheck. You if, if, if you if she lost money because of a stock trade you made, you would just give her the money back. So that's fine. But if only a broker would it. do that, I'd go back to full service if they would do that. She is up so much in this right now. Like, I, listen, I, I, I'll have to figure out what I do before earnings. Like, the, Why would I sell before earnings? I'll tell you why I would potentially sell before earnings. Dave mentioned something earlier in the episode, which is, or Jordan did, about hedge funds trading transactional data, which is true. Hedge funds do have access to credit card receipt data. It needs to be collected, cleansed, synthesized, interpreted, and then trades need to be approved. And that process usually takes weeks. Uh, there is a chance that a lot of funds will kind of get this data prior to earnings and they might already have it and they might be trading, they might be buying uh, into Deckers purely based uh, uh, on that transactional data. In that situation, it would essentially be information dissemination, uh, fully information would be fully disseminated at that point to the investing public or at least to Wall Street. Uh, and we would have reached uh, a point of what we like to call um Oh my gosh! Uh, what do we call? What do we call it? Uh, information parity. No, no. Information parity. Yes, thank you for naming my own methodology. Times. Information parity on De on Deckers. So you know, if I feel, if I start to see, or if I get word uh, from people I know in the industry that they are seeing this, or if they report on it, or if we get any kind of news out on this, or it seems that they're trading heavily into earnings then, you know, I, I would likely pull out of a good part of my good, good bulk of my trade prior. To yeah, that. it's just hard to know where the information parity is on this because the stock is already up. There are all kinds of articles. It's already made it to mainstream media. Has it made it to financial media? Yes, Barron's covered it. So it's it's hard to like say. No, that this they did is not. Pre they covered Hoka, Dave. They did not cover the UG story, which is half the company. Right. So again, Yes, I think Hoka it Hoka is a story that's been covered, but I don't think anybody was expecting Hoka to accelerate into the fall deep into the fall season. This is not running shoe season. The data usually starts to level out and Hoka is show, the data that I'm seeing at least both qualitatively and quantitatively seems to be accelerating and I'm I am attributing that to an explosion of viral content, primarily on TikTok, that has continued to just kind of compound. Guys, if you look at the view count of Hoka videos on TikTok, when you search for Hoka on TikTok and you look at the view count, it's astonishing. These are not videos that are being seen by hundreds or thousands of people. These are videos that are being seen by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. And for a brand like Hoka to have this type of exposure, and I will also state that the market is generally down and out on the shoe, on shoes because of the Nike report that came out a few ago, right? And what I think a lot of people don't realize is part of Nike's problem right now is that they are losing interest to niche brands that are not really niche anymore. They're getting really big, like like Hoka and On Running. Um, and I think that's a narrative that isn't hasn't been 
fully accepted by the street. That's a narrative that takes many, many quarters to, to really be, be accepted. But so, Business Week, Bloomberg did uh, a feature article called The Rise of the $2.5 Billion Ugly Shoe Empire. They published that in February. And in this article, yeah. they do talk about platform Uggs. Well, but it's a uh, very listen, long feature, and I can't imagine yeah. that anyone took the time to read no, it. No. Listen, there's a lot of articles. That, ugly shoes have been a thing for like almost, it seems like a decade now, right? Like literally this thing has been going on for seven, eight, nine years. It's it's almost ridiculous. I think it's less about ugly shoes. I think they're kind of missing the point. It's not Also about comfortable right. shoes. 50-year-old dudes yeah, are buying hokas because they are the, the next uh, comfortable hey dude. So, so kind of like Crocs, there was a thesis in the industry, in the industry meaning Wall Street, that I've heard from a lot of other traders that now that we're out of the pandemic, people are going to stop wearing these comfortable shoes that are ugly, like because they they wore Crocs not because they love them because they were they were comfortable. They wear Uggs not because they're 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 fashionable or because they're ugly, because they're comfortable. And now that they're going back to real life, they're going to stop wearing this stuff. And I am just seeing the opposite. I am seeing us moving in a direction that we're all going to be wearing like Jetson spacesuits in like 25 years. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it is what it is. I don't know where we'll end up. All I know is as of this very moment, the trends for these shoe brands are accelerating, not decelerating. And I don't believe that's something that anyone on Wall Street believes is going to continue for any amount of time. And I think that's why we crushed it on Crocs this year. And we'll have another Crocs episode soon before for earning um, and talk about what's Yeah, I think you're Crocs right. Even though you're not going to ever wear like Crocs to the office, like you've seen office shoes go more comfortable too, right? To where you take like a nice looking loafer top and they put the orange pad on the bottom. I mean, things are just gradually going more casual. Jordan, I don't want to talk too much about Crocs in this episode because it deserves another solo episode, but I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't think you realize how fashionable Crocs are becoming right now. It, it's, it's, it's mind numbing. Like, like it's, especially with youth, like Crocs are one of the hottest, coolest shoes to be wearing everywhere like everywhere okay wear them to school wear them out friday night like wear them everywhere um so again that's something that i don't believe the market is fully appreciating yet but back to uggs guys uggs are not only not ugly anymore if you watch 40 or 50 of these what we they call um styling videos to where they show you how to style your fashion around some of these new ugg platform shoes and micros and minis you'll understand that people actually think it elevates their look. So a lot of these new Uggs that are like, like I said, it's the minis, the micro minis, and then the platforms, and then the the ones that we, the Tasmans, which are basically like slippers, you know, that kind of look like slippers, but you wear them out too. People actually think that those are fashionable, right or wrong. They're not seeing these as ugly, the old ugly Uggs, which is part of the concern. Are the old ugly Uggs still selling? I don't know. I don't have good data on that. And that would be the biggest risk factor, I think, going into this earnings. I'm still calling it high conviction, but it's a risk factor that I need to be aware of. And if I was someone watching this episode right now, I would not only do my own research online, I would not only watch 40 to 50 videos uh, of Uggs and sort for the past 90 days so you can see what people are doing this quarter with Uggs and this quarter with Hoka, that's on that's on TikTok. 
Go to TikTok, go to the search bar, search for the word Hoka, search for the word UG Boots or UG Micro or UG Platform or UG Tasman and look for videos in the last 90 days and watch like a hundred of them. But I would also go to Nordstrom's. I would go to Foot Locker. I would go to Dick's Sporting Goods uh, and I would go to the UG store and I would interview every single one of those clerks and ask them, what the hell is going on? How does this compare to last year? Is this like an anomaly year for Uggs? Is it, are you guys also selling regular Uggs or are people just wanting these ones that are now completely sold out from now to the holiday season? Then I would go directly to dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord and I would share all of your knowledge that you picked up over the past, over the next few days and this weekend with the community so that we collectively can make the best possible decision next week as to whether we go all in on deckers before earnings or you know if we if we pull out because i need help guys i i'm only here in dallas i can't go to 100 stores i promise this i will today go to two to three stores and i will go into our discord tonight and report what i find okay, okay? Chris, I will go breaking to- news just came in these shoes were apparently featured on the today show paul wilson's reporting that his wife is searching for them Twenty thousand people were looking at them you know on the website it shows you how many people are looking right now sold out we knew that hoda featured them on the today show this morning what no way <laughs> i didn't see that because i'm here and not there i always watch the Dude. today show just for things like this Dude. i might have to buy this stock now oh so this is what's so great dave has lived my my life of turning tens of thousands into tens of millions trading he's on he's he runs our show he, okay he has seen everything and he still doesn't listen to me i've known him since we were 14 years old and he still thinks i'm an idiot but when the today show talks about something and it just validates, watch it out. validates now, that whatever you whatever crazy thing you found in some weird niche on tiktok it, it validates it's a real thing oh Weird niche on TikTok where over a billion people are every day. But when it makes it yes, today's you're show, also, you're also predicting like, a uh, space uh, Jetson spacesuit uh, future. So it's it's hard to really take you too seriously when you just throw all these ideas out. I, I have to filter through the ones that you actually say are good enough to put on this show. That makes me go, OK, that's that's somewhat legitimate. And then as soon as the Today Show features it. Usually the Today Show beats us to these things because they're so on top of it. Oh, please. <laughs> Dave, you are such a Today Show homer. It's, I love it's, it. Oh, my God. You're killing me. I can't believe that the Today Show stole our thunder and aired this this morning when our episode was was pre-programmed since yesterday. So we have proof that we were doing well, Yeah, today. the thumbnail. We, we I have a picture of uh, Gigi wearing these <laughs> things all blurred out so you can't tell what they are. Do you think that today's show saw our thumbnail, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I no, know that. Uh, programming weeks in advance. I know that Carson Daly watches. Okay, here it is. Here it okay. is. Today's show. These Uggs are selling out at multiple re- retailers, but we found them in stock. Well, these aren't the ones. These are not the platforms. These are just the normal Uggs. They're I also selling out. I can't tell. I can't tell if those. Are the that, those are not. Those are not the platforms. No, but they're shorties. Yeah, those they're are not, regular. Uh, yeah. But but it listen, it's not just the platforms, guys. It's the micros and the minis, right? Like that's what I'm trying to say. It's also the Tasman. It, it's not just the platforms are like the best of the best in terms of what's hot right now in UG world. But 
these things this is this is real god now it's on the today show now i feel like yeah, I gotta don't, don't follow more. the click don't, don't follow the links here because uh today show gets paid for that go to our no we're not, we don't have any affiliate link <laughs> um here the the ug mini two boots are in stock apparently on amazon and the well, UGG classic mini ultras are available on amazon nordstrom and ug according to today's show but by now all these links have been clicked and it's too late but the fact that today's show did a boost on let's see we're already out of the quarter this is going to be on next quarter's earnings so yeah but, but what's Dave, important Dave, that, i don't that, think that's the whole point reported. i think i think everybody wants to know everybody what's going to happen next year right and so it's yes, all about of course comments. next quarter yeah no dave dave we are in next quarter this is next quarter. Like we're living next quarter here the entire month of October. And yeah. what what everyone's going to be looking for on the Decker's call um, is what's happening now, because this is a huge quarter for them, obviously for Uggs. Uh, all the conversation is going to be around, not necessarily even what happened in August and September, but what's happening right now in October and what they expect for November. Like I'm telling you, I've traded this stock nearly every year. Uh, for the past 12, 13 years. And this is it. These are key moments. This is the holiday season, Uggs, weather. Now, I will say this. Another risk factor that I didn't mention is we are getting a cold snap this week in a good majority of the country, but it is exceptionally warm in the Northwest and the West. Yep. So that's, you know, that's definitely a negative for Ugg sales in that region. H how big of a deal it is, Really hard to say, but it's a net negative for them. Yes um, and no. I feel like people buy their, they're going to buy their fall boots regardless of no, whether it's. No, that's not true, No, no, That's not, that. Are you I'm, kidding? No. Have you gone outside in Dallas, Texas when it's still like 78 degrees and all wearing, the ladies are wearing their year, high boots? Dave, they're wearing last year. Yeah, yeah, they're wearing last year. Yeah, Jordan's mm. right. What I'm trying it's to not, tell you is not in our neighborhood. Not, no, dude, it's, it's well, you've got a different neighborhood. But Christmas when this thing was when you yeah. sale. Yeah, Dave, it, it's not that they don't sell any. The difference in selling 20% less or selling 20% more is a difference between having a killer quarter and the worst quarter in a decade. Okay, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So, so if 20% less people go rushing out to buy Uggs because they're not in the fall mood, winter mood, that's a disaster and retailers freak out and they start discounting the Uggs, and then it's all over. I have been there for that trade. It is a catastrophe. You don't want that to happen. I don't think that's the case this year. We're getting a reasonably cool fall in the Northeast, certainly in the Midwest, in Chicago. Um, I think we'll be okay, but I am going to watch. Listen, the weather's not going to impact us much between now and next week when earnings happen, but if you're trading this company, you need to be keen on what's happening with the weather. No doubt. By the way, uh, this doesn't really impact the trade, but if someone wants to know a little bit more about this company, they are doing massive buybacks. I think they just increased their uh, buyback uh, to $1.2 billion on the last earnings call. So they're doing massive buybacks. A big part of the UGG story and a big part of the Hoka story is also going to be international expansion. Uh, Europe, obviously, is a little bit of a concern right now. China, finally starting to open up. That's really, really important. So uh, they have been doing really well uh, in those foreign territories, especially in China. And that's a really big deal for Deckers. So the fact that we could see an acceleration here in North America of two of their key brands, while at the same exact time, 
seeing uh, China coming back online, purchasing uh, their products. Again, this could be one of those really rare quarters. It has a possibility of being one of those really rare quarters where Deckers just completely knocks it out of the park. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's a possibility. I feel pretty good that they're not going to disappoint. I think they probably need to do something better than not disappoint. I think they need to come out with strong earnings to keep this share price moving in the right direction. And I hope that they knock it out of the park. It's going to be a fun one uh, next, I guess, Thursday. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. I, is that is that actual King Pokemon uh, in our in our uh, chat? If it is, I, just, I was just with them at Collecticon this last week in Denver. <laughs> And no, I don't sleep, not when I have a, a high conviction trade. There is no time for sleep when you have a high conviction trade. I'm getting off of this episode, and I'm driving my butt to North Park, and I'm going to interview some store managers for our Discord group, and I really hope that everyone that's watching this episode does the same exact thing whenever you can, whether it's today, later this week, this weekend, do a couple store interviews. Just just say, hey, you know, like, like, hey, I noticed that these uh, micros and minis are like flying. Like, like, what's the deal? Are people buying regular Uggs too? Or like, how, how are sales? Like, how are things going for you guys? Haven't, how are you doing relative last year? You're just talking to a clerk. You're trying to find out how, how they're doing at that one store, right? And if enough of us find out how they're doing at that one store, that's going to that's going to help, right? Chris, that information actually helps. By the way, go to the stores. You should see if they have any of these in stock because this is apparently an all gender shoe. Dave. <laughs> and uh, I think that you should get some of these. I am not getting them. <laughs> Although the problem here is they, they do have men's sizes quoted, but they only go up to a men's 10. Okay, I'll say this. If I make a million dollars on this trade, if I make a million dollars on this trade, and I probably won't, I don't think it's size so that I'm likely to make a million. I will go. I will go wear that shoe. Okay, I will get that shoe and wear it if I could find it. You'll be <laughs> able to find it find. in the aftermarket somewhere, I'm sure. Oh boy, I won't be complaining if I make a million. Anyway, guys, I am really excited to share this with y'all. We have five other medium to potentially high conviction trades that we're working on that are social arb. We'll be doing episodes in the next. In the next couple of weeks, um, can we talk about the market just for a second? Because I, I want to kind of bring some context to what's happening. Because I think a lot mm. of people don't understand why we're getting these kind of sudden moves up and down, and why the market would be moving up the way that it is. The market is concerned about what it doesn't know, right? And, and I think the market's starting to get comfortable with the fact that a lot of the bad news, as bad as it is, is theoretically somewhat priced in, right? Like we know that they're going to increase uh, rates again, right? We know that's coming. Uh, the inflation data is what it is. I think a lot of the bad news is kind of out of the bag. I would argue that there's additional bad news that might or not might not come to play, specifically what we talked about on our Hell is Coming episode uh, with the energy crisis in Europe that I think might not be reflected in the market. I don't trust the market here. I understand why the market's going up, because I think at some point you need tremendous new bad news coming into play to make the market continue to go down. And it seems like now's as good of a time as any now that all this bad news is out to start building a position. And there's a lot of short covering. I don't fully trust the market. I'm not a macro guy. 
I don't really know if the market's going to go up 20% or down 20% over the next six months from here. I'm going to be partially hedged and I'll probably stay partially hedged guys. I would imagine through the end of the year and that's just right or wrong. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to continue though to trade around these social ARB discoveries and we're working on a bunch of them. I don't really love being in them for like two though. That's scary to me. I got lucky this time because the market moved in the right direction, but it, it, it could be a very different story between now and next Thursday. And by the way, I'm kind of comfortable with that because I believe in the Decker story. So I kind of would like to go into earnings with a heavier position than I have currently. So I'd, I'd be okay with the market coming down between now and next week. But hey, Chris, just Gordon, a quick question from the uh, from Discord. Did you happen to read Adrian's deck research? Uh, no. Is this on? Uh, you should, no, you should get, on, you should get in on report? Discord. When did that come out? When, I, I'm sorry, guys. I have until very recently when I got back on Discord. I, you I got you got locked out of your everything. Yeah, I, yeah, I got, got locked, locked out, out of Discord. Discord. Uh, I, I got it. I, I did not transfer my two factor uh, uh, with Google Authenticator when I got my new phone, and so I had to get a new Discord username. And I got on it last night for the first time. But I'm back. I'm back. The, there has to be a backup way to recover your. There's, there is if you have a keyword, which I didn't even know that. I, I don't know when I signed up. I don't. I didn't get keywords. Mine sends me a, a text. What? I have either the uh, auth app or a text from Discord yeah. with your yeah. keys. Yeah. Click the send me a text to... link. You give it a try. I don't. I don't know how to find that. I had to go back two years in my text history when I signed up for Discord. No, they'll send you a new text. Oh, they'll send you a text. No, they won't do that, Dave. They won't do that. I, I trust me. I, I researched. If if you don't have your code, you're done. They're like, you can't you can't get your account back. You're done. Sorry. I'm like, that's stupid. It's ridiculous. Like some other services will allow you to take a, a photo of your driver's license and stuff, and you know, like prove who you are, and then they'll remove two factor from your account. But they won't do that at Discord. I have backup uh, authentication turned on. That's that's your problem. Is you don't have backup authentication turned on. Oh, is that is that like uh, something I could do? Yeah, I you should be able to turn that on, or okay, you should well, have if you over. back when you were logged in. It's over. You might have it turned on. Who knows? I'll look. I'll look. Um, hey, what about Pixel Vault? Great, greatest investment ever. No, it's not been a good one for me. Uh, th- that was one of the NFTs that I stuck with that are down now, like 80, 90%. So not loving that one. Yeah. You live, you learn. Speaking uh, of pixel, pixel right, ball, you, you just got pixelated too, or maybe that's me. Everyone's looking pixelated. I think it's gotta be you because I'm pixelated also. And like, I've got great internet. Well, I look, I look normal on my end. Who knows? I'm going to, uh, close yeah. some. Programs All right, so I look terrible. So we have homework to do. Community homework. I'm telling you guys, this is a rare trade. Uh, hard to determine the degree to which the market is fully aware of this data, um, but definitely worth us all doing our homework, store interviews, check out Foot Locker, uh, check out Dick's Sporting Goods, um, check out Nordstrom for Uggs, okay? Nordstrom for Uggs that are a big retailer for Uggs. Uh, I don't know if they sell Uggs and Macy's. I'm sure they do too. And just talk and see what information we can get and share it with the community. It'd be very much appreciated. 
And uh, good luck to everyone, whether they decide to trade or not. Like I said, this is this is a trade I'm in. Dave's not in on it yet. Maybe not the yet. Today Show got him in on it. <laughs> Jordan, you're in and out of it. Yeah, so, I'm in and out of it. Although I, I actually like the company as a long-term hold. I haven't uh, I haven't really considered it in a while. Uh, I missed its run-up, but long-term. Dave, they're at like a- well, they're at like a 20 PE, Dave, 2021, 20, 22. Now there might be at a 21, 20. And I think the thing to understand about them, first of all, they traded. They were up 100 points higher about a year ago, or a year and a half ago. So it's not like they're trading at all-time highs. Um, it's not the lowest valuation. Could they, in this market, is there any way they could get back to all-time highs when nothing is getting back to all-time high? I don't care. I'm trading. I'm trading. I'm trading earnings, man. I, I, I'm not. I know. I don't trade price. I don't know if it goes up a dollar or a hundred dollars if they blow it out. I, I don't. I can't control that, dude. I can't control it, and I don't care. So I don't have like an exit price. It's not like I'm selling if it goes to three eighty or three ninety. Yeah. I'm selling when I think the information is. Right. So if I think the information starts to leak out more aggressively between now and earnings, I'll get out of most of my positions. I think it's like it, the information's out. If I if I feel like there's still if Kramer talks about it tonight, are you going to get out? What? If Kramer talks about it tonight, are you going to get out? Maybe. Yeah. He I mean, that's that. that's it. That's the that's the definition of broad financial media. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if maybe it gets I, on. Yeah, I, I might. I might. Um, Mad money. Although, you're going to you, you have to sell. Yeah. Although there's a degree of, does anybody even care or listen to anything that Kramer says? I don't even know. Like, it's almost like, I, well, I hope he doesn't. Inverse Kramer it, fund. Have you seen that? That's, I, I think that's crazy. They have a, they have a positive Kramer fund and an inverse Kramer fund. Same company. S Jim. That guy, man. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, listen, this is a tough year. The only way to survive this year is just to get in a few good trades. That's it. Um, you know, we, we, we did it with Crocs. Uh, we did not do it with on running. Maybe there's another, maybe that trade's not over though. Um, definitely did it with Lulu. Um, we'll re-explore on running. We'll re-explore Crocs. We'll re-explore Lulu when the time comes prior to the next earnings. Um, for me, this is another one of those trades. It's, it's worth the risk reward, you know, so far I'm up huge, like huge. Um, I'm up well into the six figures on this trade. And, and you're uh, hanging we'll, on. You're we'll, hanging on. Yeah, we'll see how Me it goes over the next week. <laughs> Listen, the five other, five, six other trades that we're looking at, I don't think they're all going to play out. I think maybe one or two of them likely will that I'll go in medium to high conviction. If I can pull off two good trades between now and the end of the year, that's a huge success in a year like this where it's so unpredictable. The macro environment is terrible. You can't trust the market, right? We've all gotten a little wrecked based on the market alone. So this is all we can do. There will be a better day, I hope, next year when the market evens out at whatever level that is. I don't know what level it's going to be, if it's going to be 20% under where we are or 20% over. But when the market kind of evens out and it's there's less macro stuff to push the market dramatically on a day-to-day, yeah. week-to-week basis, that will be our time. That will be the time for dumb money and social ARB, observational investing. That will be our time. The next three to five years... Now that we have TikTok, guys, I'm telling you, drop everything that you're doing. Drop it all and get on TikTok and start searching keywords. Start looking at comments. Start reading what the world is thinking and buying and consuming and how they're behaving on a day-to-day basis in real time before the data 
hits Wall Street. Um, this is our time. I don't know if we have two, three, four, or five years, but we have what will likely be a few years of the best social arb trading that we will ever get in our lifetime. Because at some point, the market is going to catch on to us, and they're going to. I won't get to trade Lululemon, one of the world's biggest, most covered companies, on what was a super easy social arb trade because the market refuses to look at TikTok. Um, I don't know how much longer we have. We have to make the most of it. I want next year to be a big year for dumb money on these social arb trades. Let's hope this one works. All right, guys, I got to go to the mall. <laughs> and with that, we are Dumb Money. Before you leave, do smash the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. We are Dumb Money. We will see you back here whenever we do another show. So you have to subscribe and turn on notifications.